Welcome to the Rapcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss real life issues and how to make sense of the chaotic crazy. I'm your host, Reverend Daniel Rogers, aka the Rev. And as always, I've brought friends with us today. And as always, the most lovely, most gifted, and most talented, Miss Amanda Albright. Miss Amanda, what a blessing to be with you today. How are things in the Albright world? Rev, we're doing so well. We have got a blooming herb garden on the back porch. And this last week, we bought a couple of chaise lounge chairs. So now sometimes we take all our stuff outside and sit in the sunshine to work. So things are looking great over here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Are you growing cilantro? I am. I'm growing cilantro, but mostly I'm growing parsley. I overbought on the parsley. I have three varieties. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I I have a an abundance of cilantro going on right now. I have what I'm calling neighbor cilantro. So I'm socially distancing, giving my neighbors cilantro. There you go. So, good move. Oh, Everybody yeah. You know, wins. Oh, you bet. You bet. It's good for making homemade salsa. I just can't get any tomatoes to grow around here. But, you know. Sorry, man. Yeah, uh, it's, it's all right. Well, let's dive in. Uh, what, what Who do we have with us today? Yeah, today we have two wonderful women with us. Um, The first is Mrs. Katie Davis. Katie and I were hired at the same time at BCS, so we've both been here for about eight years. We've been through all kinds of different journeys and phases and trainings and professional developments together. Katie has three daughters at BCS. I had the privilege of teaching two of her girls in sixth grade a couple years ago. Two of her daughters are now in ninth, and one of her daughters is in sixth grade. Another fun fact about Katie... Katie loves the outdoors. Her students quickly identify her as a creation enjoyer, and she's just brought a great deal of depth to um, fourth grade science specifically through her love of the outdoors. We also have with us Mrs. Vicki Britton. Vicki has over 25 years in education, which is just unreal to me. This is her third year at BCS. At BCS, she started as the international student program leader, and then she stepped into the principalship at three points. Um, Vicki is also a crazy runner. She can run really far, really fast, has done multiple marathons. Very impressive. Fun fact that I just learned, Katie, when she very, very first started teaching, did her student teaching at a school where Vicky was teaching first grade. So many years ago, long before their BCS connection, they had that experience together. Wow, that's awesome. Katie and Vicki, it is great to have you with us this morning uh, on the RevCast. Katie, I, I want to start with you. I want to talk about the storyline that you have in your classroom, uh, which is growing in God's love. Can you tell us a little bit about your storyline, how you see that playing out in your class and, and how that's been this year in your classroom? Absolutely. Do you want me to start with the herbs in my backyard first? Oh, of course. Tomatoes. I grow mint. We won't discuss what the mint is used for, however. All right. Yes, my storyline, growing in his love, kind of thinking about what that means to me and where that came from, it it, it really comes from my mom heart. When you kind of dial down and dig down to the very core of, of what you want your kids to grow up with. So I think that way for both my own children as a parent, but then also for my children in my classroom who, you know, as teachers, we adore our kids and we love our kids as if they are our own. And so when I dig down to what what I really want them to leave with is, and, and it kind of goes more to my deep hope, but the two, of course, go hand in hand. I want the kids to walk away 
just knowing how deeply loved they are by their Heavenly Father, and then growing in that so that I'm spending my year pointing them towards his love, looking at where you find the Lord's love, where you find your Heavenly Father speaking into your life and loving on you, whether it's pointing them to God's word or walking them through what prayer looks like. Katie, thank you so much. It's always beautiful to hear your heart for your students. Vicki, we want to draw you in and ask for your perspective on the end of this school year. We know it's important to finish well, and this time feels so weird. Um, it feels like a big deal that we've even made it to the end, right? That we've even made it to this point. So we're wondering how you're encouraging people to push a bit further and even to finish well. So what does it look like to finish well now as a, a community of faith? And what does it look like to finish well as a community of learners? Um, well, thank you. Um, yeah, so you asked several questions there. So I'm going to start with the first one, encouraging people to finish well. I love this question because as you talked about when we first started is that I'm a runner and have actually ran some marathons um, in my past. So part of uh, the encouragement is just that with finishing well is reminding everybody, including myself, that Jesus is the founder and he's um, the perfecter of our faith. And something we've worked um, a lot at Three Points this year is that understanding that with faith comes hope and that our hope leads to true Christian joy. Um, I mean, who doesn't want to daily experience real Christian joy, right? So when we are filled with Christian joy, um, those around us are gonna notice it and they're gonna want it too. Um, there are some scripture verses that I absolutely love that goes along with this. And um, one of them is in Hebrews, and I'm going to read it as 12, 1 through 2. And Paul actually writes about persevering and finding joy. And he says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I just love that scripture verse, one of my favorites. Then um, in terms of what it looks like, you asked two other questions. Um, one was, why should I finish well? And then how should I finish well? I think these are really important to ask ourselves as we look over the next few weeks and even into the summer, into the new school year. So first, um, let's go with the why question. Um, I honestly and truly believe that the reason all of us should finish well is so that we can receive blessings and fulfillment from the Lord. And the prior scripture in Hebrews was written by Paul, and he also writes in Timothy in chapter four. Um, he says, I fought the good fight and I finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Again, I honestly just love these verses because I feel like they're just beautiful reminders that as we exercise our faith and we're filled with hope and true Christian joy, our ultimate reward one that's really, truly going to satisfy our soul, especially during this difficult time that we're in right now, can and will only come from the Lord himself. Honestly, I think that how we finish well is by exhibiting self-control and self-discipline. Remember back in Hebrew trials, uh, Paul talked about running a race with endurance. 
<laughs> this sparks my memory um, back to the days when I trained for marathons. I've gotten too old to do that now, but when I trained for marathons, it takes a lot of work. I remember my very first one. I decided that I was going to run an easy marathon. Uh, Amanda, you know, there's no such thing as an easy marathon, right? So um, yeah, I thought, okay, well, I love the sunshine and I love flat ground. Hills, no, those aren't easy. So I chose my first marathon to be in the state of Arizona in Phoenix and Scottsdale. Oh, foolish me. It was not easy training for that marathon any easier than it was training for one in Seattle running hills. I think the lesson in this, though, is that for all of us to finish the year well, we're going to need self-control and we're going to need self-discipline. I believe that there are tangible and specific ways that we can embrace each day. Um, for our, our adult community, and even for the kiddos themselves, I've got some tips. Um, even behind a mask, smile. Smile at others. They will see the joy of Jesus in the sparkle of your eyes. And with the expression that isn't covered up by the mask, they'll be able to tell that you're smiling at them. Um, make a phone call to someone that's part of our community and just spend some time visiting with them. Stay positive and use encouraging words when you're in conversation with others and even possibly send a kind and encouraging email to someone that you don't normally connect with. The most important thing is to continue to lift each other up in prayer. Then for our learners, here you go, students. Number one, persevere. You've got this. I know you can do it. So remember, we said self-control and discipline. So keep setting your alarm up until the very end and keep your routines in place to the very last day. Attend your team and WebEx meetings and participate when you're on the call. Turn your camera on and say hi and speak out. You can do it. Stay focused, ask questions and engage with your peers. Always, as we talk about at Three Points, use kindness and encouraging words. Give 100% on your assignments and create new ways to connect with your classmates. Thank you so much for all of this. This is really great. Um, we're talking today with Three Points Principal Vicki Britton and teacher Katie Davis about teaching our kids about the love of God and finishing well. We only got like two weeks left. Crazy. Crazy. So crazy. <laughs> yes. Well, hey. Even, you know, sometimes you got to take a break. And so this is hard work here. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. And when we come back, we're going to talk about summertime and how to keep our brains from turning to mush. So we'll be right back. What's up, guys? Jacob Rowley here, along with my friend Reese Foley. And we want to encourage you to check out the Spiritual Life resource page on the BCS website at bellevuechristian.org slash spiritual life. Reese, have you seen this? You bet, Jacob. There's some great stuff there. The Revcast with Rev and Miss Albright is so cool. They are the bomb. They invite people within the BCS community to help us make sense of the chaotic, crazy season that we're in. Jacob, have you seen the Jamcast? Oh yeah, that's my jam. Well, actually, you and me, Reese, and the other students in the chapel leadership class get together to put it together every week for our elementary school students and their parents to have a virtual chapel experience. Yeah, and I don't know if you know, Jacob, 
but you can also find an awesome weekly devotion. I actually saw that this morning. It's posted every week, and this is something you can do on your own or with a friend or with the whole family. Yeah, and I hear there's even more stuff coming. So go check out the Spiritual Life resource page at bellychristian.org slash spiritual life. Welcome back to the RevCast, a weekly podcast where we discuss real-life issues, trying to make sense of the chaotic crazy. I'm your host, The Rev, and we're here with the lovely Miss Amanda Albright, and we're talking today with Three Points Principal Vicki Britton and teacher Katie Davis about educating our little ones. Hey, so I've got a question for both of you that I would love for you to throw around. What would you say to parents who have concerns about their kids learning and how this year went in light of the COVID crisis and having to move to uh, online virtual learning environment. What would you say to them about how the school year went? Well, I would say first and foremost, um, if a parent reached out to me or even those listening um, right now, is that you have a team at Bellevue Christian Three Points Elementary that dearly loves your children um, and that we're here to support you as we close out the year and even begin a new school year together. Um, I want to encourage everyone that if you do have concerns that you share them either with me, the classroom teachers, the specialists. We want to come alongside you. We want to support you and we want to be able to encourage you. That's that's our heart. That's our number one goal is um, to continue a relationship with you and help you and your children to feel loved. It's been a tough year for everyone. This hasn't been easy. Katie talked about that just in the prior segment that for some, this has been relatively easy and they like the online learning. And for others, it's been an absolutely really tough even icky experience. And so we're all in this together and we want to be here for you. Um, we're in this journey, in and on this journey together. Katie, what is your perspective from a classroom teacher? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think reaching out to us where there are concerns and I feel like our parents, um, one of the really neat blessings, at least at our level, at elementary level, it looks a little different with the high schoolers, but our parents have been really good about reaching out with questions and things that they need. And, and if they're feeling like they need more or they need less kind of teaming with us in this, that's just been, and I, you know, speaking personally for my class, but then also talking to my colleagues, it's just been this wonderful teamwork between parents and teachers and students really. And then with the high schoolers, um, the kids have reached out where they needed to, to ask questions of their teachers. And, and there, again, there's this dialogue back and forth um, in terms of prepping them. And for example, you know, just kudos to the high school teachers. My daughter's just one of their AP tests last week and they were in dialogue ahead of time with their teacher about how to prep for that. And he was giving them feedback and getting them ready for this way shortened down version of these crazy AP tests. And so, so there's this great teamwork happening the other thing that I would say, and I think this is this is a just a little tidbit for parents that you need to know. We as teachers, when we get a new group of students the next year, the number one thing, other than falling in love with them, the number one thing we do is we find out where they are as learners, and then we're going to meet them where they are. So for example, 
my sweet fourth graders had to tackle fractions and decimals in a very big way for the first time this year, this spring, and it was all remotely. So I had to get them to learn this concept that then in fifth grade becomes the whole basis of fifth grade math. So I've already been in dialogue with fifth grade teachers to say, hey, you might need to spend a little more time on the sort of the conceptual piece before you jump into something else. So there's a dialogue happening already between teachers. And the first thing we will do in the fall is find out where we're starting. So any anything that we might find that where we hiccuped, that's I mean, that's our job as teachers. We're going to we're going to find out where kids are academically and we're going to make sure that we're meeting them where they are as we go into the fall, whether it's partially remotely or whether we're at school or whatever life looks like, none of us know, but we're, we're getting ready for that. Oh, I love that. I could just hear this tsunami of passion from the two of you. You love the school. You love your children. Um, you both love learning. Mm -hmm. I also suspect that you love summer break. <laughs> so I, I would love to hear what you want to say to parents about meaningful, fun learning opportunities during the summertime. What would you say are your best tips for maintaining like a sharp learning mind even over summer break? No more screens. Let's all just know yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> that would be awesome. We, wouldn't live, it? Uh, we live in the Pacific Northwest. So we couldn't have a better place for yeah. summer. Um, and as you know, and um, I know with me being a runner and Katie loving the outdoors and I'm, I'm, basically piggyback on what Katie just said is um, stay away from the screens as much as possible. Um, get outside. I mean, you think about it just here where we're, we're at right now, we have a sound, we have lakes, streams, mountains, trails, parks, and, and there's, there's just, it's all of God's creation. And there are so many things that we can do out in creation to have fun and also learn, right, Katie? You know, it's funny because I was thinking about this question ahead of time and my response to what should we do during the summer has morphed over the years. So I wanted to kind of give you, here's my three different iterations of what I've thought through the years. And I don't think any of them are wrong, but I've ended up in a very different place than where I started before I had kids. And I think, again, everybody all of our families are coming from their own unique place. So you have to kind of figure out what's going to work for you. Before I had children, I used to give summer packets for my families. Those students have grown up now. They're all doing amazing things with their lives. And I'm pretty sure my summer packets had no impact whatsoever. <laughs> However, it was a way to keep kids fresh. So there you go. Um, summer packets can be a good thing. I And then I moved away from that when I had um, my own daughters and those of you who know, you know, you do something different with your older children than you do with your younger children. And so with my older daughters, I used to try to sort of pre-teach almost a little bit what they were going to get in the next year, but I kept it really simple. And, and again, from a teacher perspective, much like we've been doing at the elementary level, those, those basic areas were what I would keep it at. So I might have them start their day with 45 minutes of work and I might have them do a little refresher on just math computation, just really basic math to keep them. And of course, those of you who know me well know that I'm passionate about writing. So I would have them keep a writing journal during the summer and we'd go on a trip and they'd write a little bit or we'd go outside and do something and they'd write a little bit. 
And then the number one thing, so hopefully I haven't rambled too much to get you to what I actually think the most important academic thing is, and that's reading. I really believe that if we are growing readers, we are growing kids who can be successfully academically, successful academically. And so that would be the thing if you're if you want your children to do something academic during the summer, I would say, how do we create kids who love to read? And I'm I remember for myself, I have a very visceral memory of being a little girl and sitting on the couch with my head on my dad's shoulder as he read the Little House in the Prairie series to us. And what I would love to share with families is however it looks in your family, whatever age of child you have, can you read with your child? Can you sit together and read to or read along with or take turns reading? Or So you're, you're beginning to create a love of reading for kids. Um, and even my sixth graders still, they're doing the bronze bow. Remember that, Amanda? <laughs> they're doing the bronze bow in sixth grade. And she the other day, she's like, Mom, can you read this with me so we can talk about it? So anywhere, even if you're reading alongside your children, I think summer and reading go hand in hand. And so that's something we can do for our kids. So there's the academic teacher answer that I've sort of landed on. <laughs> I have the same memory of sitting with my dad and reading Little House on the Prairie. I remember we were supposed to be reading it for school and he would like steal our books and we yep. would catch him in the kitchen with his nose in our book. <laughs> yeah. Well, in our family, we did uh, Narnia in fourth grade. The kids read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And then the summer after, we were on our road trip to wherever, and we did it all listening to the rest of the Narnia series. So again, any kind of way that we can instill that joy in kids. And if you have little ones, so our lovely second grade and I, second grade teacher and I were just talking about developing readers just yesterday, actually, we were having this conversation at that age, developing readers. It, it can still look that same way. Go and find a pile of books and see what your kid engages with. And, you know, maybe they're reading some of it to you and you're reading some of it to them. Whatever that looks like, maybe it's bedtime and you're snuggling and you're reading. I mean, that to me, if there was one thing we did academically during the summer, that would be it. Like, let everything else go and find books you like. I, I love that because summer is a time where you could actually read for enjoyment. Yes. There's no deadline. There's yeah. no paper you've got yeah. to write. There's no, no summary. You just can do it because you love it, just for the yeah. love of it. So that's wonderful. And you're Ladies, still building skills. And you're still building skills, and you don't even know you're doing it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which is the best. That's the best. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us today on the webcast. It has been great to have you with us today. Miss Amanda, what do we have on tap for next week on the webcast? Bro, we don't. This is we the don't end. Have, this is the <laughs> end. That's so sad. I know. Um, so it's been a great ride. We've had a wonderful time. We've had a great time just hopping on the phone and chatting with our friends. But summer break is upon us. Yes, it so, is. I'm going to be reading in the backyard on my new chair. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's speechless. You can plan an exit. <laughs> With your herbs. Oh, well, well, friends, this has been so fun. Thank you for tuning in to the RevCast. Maybe we'll do it again in the fall. We'll see. But this has been a ton of fun. Thank you for joining us as we have discussed real-life issues. And we've been trying to make sense of the chaotic crazy. Well, until the next time we meet, the Lord bless you and keep you. Don't do anything that we 
wouldn't do? Have clean hands and a clean heart. Remember, we love you. And, and Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, you even, even more. Such <laughs> a somber sound this time. <laughs> really sad. <laughs> um, I love the end of the year. I love doing the last things, you know, like, and done, and done. And done. I love it each time you get to finish something. <laughs>